Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome back to Don V Fridays. This is episode 51. I got a friend of the podcast is back. Introduce yourself to the good people. What's going on, everybody? It's the kid, Sonny D, back for another episode of Down Be Friday. The kid is back. The kid is back. Uh, yes, sir. It, it's, it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy week for me. I'm actually, we are actually recording on Friday. Y'all know I like to record on Thursdays, but I had a crazy Thursday. I had this, uh, I had this, this lady flip me the bird. <laughs> While I was at work, yeah, most of y'all know I, I, I'm a construction worker, and um, yeah, man, it almost got real, man. Almost had the Kareem Hunter bitch, man. <laughs> you know how? She... <laughs> yeah, she get way too goddamn comfortable with her hands. Um, I didn't know. I, I was a bigger person, so you know, lady, if you're listening, God bless you. I didn't fuck you up. <laughs> I should have. My ancestors would have wanted me to, but I didn't. I exercised patience. I was Martin and not Malcolm. So you're welcome, lady. But let's get on to the podcast, man. Um, This Kodak Black situation, man. What's your your thoughts, man? What's your take on this Kodak Black Ebro Hot 97 interview? I feel like, I mean, if the nigga didn't want to talk about it, cool. I mean... You don't have to talk about it, but I felt like that blow up was was too much. Like, and I he felt some type of way about it. <laughs> that was kind of like a stupid ass segue to fucking try to avert the attention. But I felt like he blew up way too much on this shit. Yeah. You talking about Kodak? Yeah, I mean, Ebro was a hey, he was justified in in his in his shit. I mean, and he came at him in a pretty respectful manner. He didn't talk all crazy on this shit, like, no, nah, you out here fucking raping and assaulting women and shit. No, he was like, yo, he came to him pretty respectfully on it. And it was his choice to speak on it or not. <laughs> this is where I fought. I fought Ebro. I think his intentions were pure. I just think his execution was all fucked up. And this is why I say that. Mm-hmm. There was already a negative vibe in the room. <laughs> and and once you bring up a court case, and this is and this is where you learn from a lot of people, especially black people. Yeah, black people don't care if, if it's not for being a pedophile or a snitch, then you are entitled due process. You are entitled yeah, to this yeah. guilty till proven. Yeah. Now, if you're a pedophile, you did it. We don't give a fuck what the. <laughs> <laughs> or if you snitching, you did it. You don't fuck your guilty till proven innocent or whatever or innocent till proven guilty. Fuck all that. I think where Kodak and a lot of and where this and where the debate starts is, uh, why would you bring up an open case on the show? You know he can't talk about it. Yeah. And, um, 
I don't know. I think I think his execution was all wrong. He could have said, and he did say it's an open case, and we can't. You, I, we know you can't go too in too much yeah. detail about it. Yeah. But in the future, if you want to have a discussion, I think that was fair to say. I think it's fair to say, you know, we have you grown since that incident. Yeah. Or, or since those allegations, are you growing as a person? Do you now? look at women with more respect than maybe you did a year ago or two years ago. I think that's a fair question, but the vibe in the room was already so bad that it was just a bad, it was just a bad way to go about it. Yeah. Is what, what I didn't understand. And, and I, uh, I put out a tweet and I pretty much said Ebo was right. Uh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't make these dudes feel comfortable. We should make, people that abuse women feel uncomfortable because people kept coming at me saying, oh, you don't know what Kodak's been through. And we all been through shit. <laughs> we, we all been through stuff. And all of that, you don't know what Kodak been through. And this is just an allegation. First of all, this ain't the first allegation. Let's get that clear. This ain't the first one, you know. Yeah. Once you get two, three, four allegations of some type of crime against women if it walk like a duck talk like a duck come on <laughs> man like so all that you don't you know you never come on man this ain't about a crime that's committed where he where he's being wrong here like this is a person with a history of shit going on with with the privilege and the money to get out of these situations so even if he comes out of this unscathed even if he comes out of this, yeah, he just got to pay the girl off, and like he's afforded a privilege with his money and all that shit. And quite frankly, America's view on women, he can just, you know, pay his way out of it or something. Yeah. Even if he dead ass wrong and did it, he can just write a couple checks, pay his lawyers, pay everybody off, and can and can walk from this. But um, it's a discussion that we need to start having amongst black people, not just you know, no black people. Uh, just because a nigga make no flocking <laughs> don't mean he gets the rape and we can get to make him feel comfortable. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy to me. Like, oh, like, I mean, we both, we both were raised by black women. Like, yeah. we know each other very well. Yeah. Both our mamas is R. Kelly fans. And that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, after the whole R. Kelly situation, that shit was completely worn off on me. <laughs> but I said, I told you, I tell this story all the time in private. I don't know if I told it on the podcast. But when when the allegations came down on R. Kelly, we was joking R. Kelly, me and my brother, whoever would be in the house, we would joke R. Kelly. Yeah. You know, get these jokes off. He a pedophile. He the world, you know, greatest statutory <laughs> racist, all that shit. That motherfucker dropped that Happy People slash You Save Me double album. <laughs> R. Kelly slander was not a lot in the house. Man, when that double album dropped, man, yeah. I think my, my brother went to go make a R. Kelly rape joke. My mama was like, he was found innocent and this is a black man. How y'all going to talk about that? <laughs> I looked at my mama like, you ain't shit. <laughs> Just because this nigga made you save me. <laughs> it's crazy. It, it, it's rough out here, man. It, us black people yeah. need to really start having this conversation about 
the way. And it ain't just black men. I mean, because a lot of women defended court. Like I said, I went semi-viral. Tweet did over 22,000 likes. A lot of people seen this tweet. And it was literally split down the middle. Men and women saying, basically, it was either, thank you, we need to start doing more to protect women, we need to speak up, we need to get these women abusers, make them feel uncomfortable. And the other half was, fuck you, you hoe-ass nigga. How you, you don't know what Kodak been through. You know, it was, it, it was literally split down the middle. Yeah. And it was all black people, like, either saying, you know, you do you said right or fuck you. Uh, I got called every type of bitch ass nigga in the book, so you know. So. Yeah. For 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 point for highlighting the fact that this dude might have raped somebody. Like we we it's more people praying for Kodak's Kodak Black. It's more people hoping that he's feeling comfortable in these interviews than uh. You know the the possible victim who who strips. You know she was a stripper. I don't know what the fuck that means. Like strippers don't get yeah, raped yeah, and abused yeah. and whatever. But yeah. it's more people concerned about him. And then he was on the Breakfast Club today, and they pretty much did everything in their power to make him feel comfortable. Like of course <laughs> they was now of course they was gonna definitely do that on the heels of what just happened at Hot ninety seven. Yeah. You know, they had a competition. So, you know, Charlemagne and them tried to make sure he felt comfortable. Nobody pressed him out about how he feels about women. So, I like Kodak Black, man. I, I like his shit. Project Baby, all that shit. I jams to it. But, <laughs> dog, you're not entitled to be comfortable. Like, if I got to ask you a question about how you feel about women, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on, man. I'm... Let's. Oh, what was you about to say? I was saying on the other end of it, like, if I mean, doing talk shows, radio shows, reporting all that shit, like, it's your fucking job to ask the questions. Like, at what point does your comfortability come at me doing my fucking job? Well, it, it, I think I think they look at it like, man, we want to get this man back for interviews. <laughs> I think they look at it like that. That's why when they say, oh, you know, Ebo did it to go viral or wanted a moment or whatever. He probably did, but I, I, I still, like, his execution was fucked up, but I do think he had yeah. some good intentions. Like, yes, he wanted to make a fool. He did want to make a fool out of Kodak, too. Yeah. Let me be clear. He wanted to make a fool out of him. I don't think he pretty much, I don't think he likes Kodak. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure, I don't watch every High 97 interview. I'm pretty sure this nigga's interviewed Chris Brown. I'm pretty sure he's interviewed Gucci Mane. I'm pretty sure he's interviewed a lot of other people that done something bad to women, and he wasn't—he didn't have that type of energy, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, but let's move on. Uh, Jacquees, uh claims he claims he's a Jacquees claims he's the king of R&B. Um, what say you to that claim? Hey. If the, <laughs> the brother has a, <laughs> he has a high expectations and opinion of himself, which he is entitled to. That don't mean he's right, though. Hey, <laughs> I sure as hell don't think he's the king of R&B, but he's entitled to feel that way about himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to agree, man. I like, <laughs> I like some of Jacquees. First of all, Jacquees' best work is always covering somebody else's song. He has no hit record of his own. He had hit records, but they was always somebody else's song. 
So does that count? That don't count. Yeah. Lil Wayne upped his profile to legendary status covering other people's songs. I'm not about to sit up here and say you can't do that. But Lil Wayne also has his own hitch to stand on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the deal. If, if Jacquees had hit records and number one songs and was selling out stadiums and arenas across the world and it was his tour and all that, then yes, he would have a, a claim to the uh, R&B King throne or whatever. But uh, he got to update his catalog. <laughs> he got, he got, he got to, he got to get his catalog up there before he even start talking about being mentioned as one of the top R and B artists. Fuck the king of it. <laughs> uh, I know the state of R and B isn't the, you know, state of R and B is kind of, is kind of trash. But who do you think is the king of R and B right now? I mean, it's that's kind of like, it's kind of a difficult question because, like you said, like state of R and B. And most of, like, the real, real big and influential people that have the biggest impact in R&B right now, can you truly consider them to be, like, Chris Brown? Like, he doesn't really have a genre. He's genreless. He can do R&B, pop, like, rap. He's, it transcends the genre. But most people consider him to be R&B because that's how he broke into the shit. I would still, but, I would still consider Chris Brown R&B. Yeah. I mean, pop isn't a genre. Yeah. Pop isn't a genre. Like, if I made a song about, I don't know, wheat bread, if it gets popular, it's pop. It's a pop song. Yeah. You know, yeah. Anything, could be a, anything could be considered pop. Pop. Um, yeah. I would still say Chris Brown. I would, I would still say Chris Brown's an R&B artist. I, mean, I, I think, me personally, I think Drake is the king of R&B. <laughs> um, it's it's crazy, right? But it would probably be Drake, and Drake don't even got the best voice. But I mean, you listen to his music; it's definitely some rhythm and blues. Yeah, he definitely singing, being a sap. <laughs> oh shit! He gets all sad, and then he makes hit R and B records. And I would say Chris Brown is also. A king. You know who's not the king of R&B? Usher <laughs> Raymond. <laughs> yeah, you, Usher. He, he took a hit over there. <laughs> yeah, and one of my friends, Daniel Pulse, if you're listening, shout out to you. He was saying Usher's the king of R&B. Man, when you get herpes, <laughs> you forfeit your R&B status, your R&B king status. He said that was proven to not be true. Uh, this is the internet, my friend. Yeah. If there's allegations that you have herpes, you got herpes. Yeah. We look. We said Pinky had AIDS ten years ago. She should be dead. Because guess what? She got AIDS. She showed the paperwork on Vlad TV. Pinky, if you're listening, you still got AIDS. <laughs> this is the way this works. This is the what? internet. <laughs> Motherfuckers could have been in the doctor's office when he gave him the fucking baby. You do not have herpes. Nigga, get on the wire. Man, Usher got fucking herpes. Usher got herpes. From a dude. Apparently. Hey, look, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. Usher, if you like to, listen, if you like to dabble in street meat, hey, do your thing, man. Just wrap it up. Keep it, just keep it clean, my boy. 
You, you like to dabble in that hot sausage? Hey, keep it clean, my boy. Just keep it clean, man. Uh, let's move on because we're talking too much about Dix and all this. Uh, I, I don't really keep up with Kim Kardashian's husband these days. Apparently, he had a Twitter tirade at the King of R&B. Um, <laughs> You you seem to be more educated on this subject than me because I got this dude muted on Twitter. I try to avoid this man when I can. What's up with Kim K husband and uh the King of R&B? What's up with what what sparked all that? Well, apparently Drake hits this man up trying to get cleared for a song, and I guess from what Kanye is saying, you know. It, there was some threats issued, or at least he felt threatened. And he decided to get Twitter fingers and, you know, just tweet his whole feelings on the situation, his position, his role, and all the things that led up to this point. Hey, if, if the king of R&B is out here issuing threats, and this ain't the first time, apparently, he's issued some threats. Um, I don't know, man. It, 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 are you believing in my boss, Drake? Are you are you believing in the mob times? Sure. <laughs> I gotta say, man, if he does have mob ties, hey, man, that is the that is a very well kept secret. Because for years I've been joking him about the being the most sensitive nigga in the rap game. Everybody, <laughs> hey, hey, that's that's what they all thought. That's what we all thought. <laughs> He was a little safe, quiet, oh, just smiling, and, you know, he's at the Toronto Raptors game looking like a dork and all that shit. Yeah. All alone. He was the plug. He was the one getting dudes clapped up, man. Like I say, when Kanye, when Kim, when Kim is on Twitter, like, like, uh, like, no threat my family, and, and Kanye talking about, uh, man, remember me like, I hope they remember me like Michael Jackson. Man, this nigga said if I like if I would have died, motherfuckers would make be making memorial songs. Like this nigga tweeting like he might get off. <laughs> is Drake this is Drake this generation of Tupac? Yeah. Is 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 Drake the is Drake the realest rapper since Tupac? <laughs> That's crazy to me. If anybody should have seen it coming. It should have been me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a pretty unsuspecting guy. I'm, I'm a guy that nobody, you know, expects. I kind of get looked over a lot. So if anybody should have thought coming, it should have been me. No, Drake is actually now. Where was where was those dudes when dude got his ass kicked during a Pusha T concert? Where was <laughs> where was the mob task then? Because I'm not saying Drake had them people, <laughs> but all they did was throw. Why was it so much beer getting thrown? <laughs> were they were they just dumping out pitches? They, like they were dumping out pitches of beer at that man. Like, I don't know, man. That beer's kind yeah. of expensive. Obviously, yeah, that wasn't Drake's work. Man, he had to get the bargain. The bargain been hit us for that, Joan. That's what made him realize he had to up his ante. You know what? He had to up his. He, he had to up his. Kanye feel like he's spirit for his life. Pusha T did a song in Toronto saying "fuck you" and got beer thrown at him. So I don't know what Kanye's afraid. If he's a, unless he's allergic to beer or <laughs> something, 
And the dude that went on stage got beat the fuck up. So, I don't know. No, like I said, I try to avoid Kim K's husband when I can. Uh, ever since he uh, showed his true colors. But um, let's move on. Let's move on, man. The Avengers. Endgame. The Avengers. Thanos hanging up his, his Thanos suit. <laughs> like he like he Michael Jordan in the garden or some shit. Man hanging up his jersey like he Shaq at the Staples. I'm about to that nigga going about to come back like good old two three two. Goddamn, he about to come back like a two three. And after putting up a forty point triple dub on the Avengers. <laughs> What's your thoughts on Avengers four? Is it four in game? Yeah. Movie? What's yeah. your thoughts on Avengers, the trailer? Because the movie isn't out yet, obviously. What's your thoughts on the trailer? I thought the trailer, I thought it was dope. The whole mood of it was, of course, different from, you know, any other trailers that we've seen in other Avengers movies. Because, you know, you're coming off that crushing, you know, Game 7 loss oh, with yeah. Thanos. Yeah, it was a game. It was a game seven loss. It was a game seven at the buzzer beater. But yeah, but they it was pretty mellow and you know somber, and then they gave you just that little bit of upbeat hope at the end when they yeah. showed you goddamn Ant Man and shit. Yes, the fate of the universe rests on Paul Rudd's shoulders. I just hope this isn't one of those things where they kind of gloss over and they're like, yeah, Scott's back. And, like, nah, I want to know how the fuck that, how the fuck he got there. Because when we left him in Ant-Man and Wasp, I was, I was, me personally, I was like, how the fuck is he going to get out of this? So I want those answers. Me. I mean, I think I know how he's going to defeat Thanos. And he's going to shrink and crawl in that man's dick hole. <laughs> and he's going to expand and the man's dick is going to explode. And um, yeah, man, that that that'll make you lose the fight. That'll you make from you dust till dawn, him Marvel style. He's gonna he's gonna from dust till dawn. He's gonna crawl in that man's urethra. Oh, and that's what they call that dick hole. The urethra. Go crawl in that man's urethra, man. That's the only way you can beat Thanos. There's no other way to possibly do it. That man killed his own daughter to get a soul stone. You don't give a fuck. Yeah, man. Once you fighting somebody that don't give a fuck. Y'all give us a fuck less than you. You gotta play some dirty pool, man. There's no other way to yeah, beat this motherfucker. The only way he can do it is by crawling in that man's dick hole and exploding in it. That's <laughs> all he can do. There's nothing Captain Marvel can do. There's nothing uh Captain America can do. We saw what Thor could do. That wasn't even enough. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I, I think I think Thanos is going to have another forty point triple dub on what's left of the Avengers, and um, <laughs> Ant Man going to have to crawl in that man's dick. Um, it's going to be pretty dope, though. I mean, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan. I'm not the biggest comic book movie fan. I'm not against comic book movies. I'm just a casual fan at best. Um, and, and I'm excited. No, I'm but, excited. I did see uh Infinity War at the movies twice. So that should say something. Like these are these are some good ass movies though. Yeah. But like I'll give it 
I'll give it to Marvel Studios, the whole way they played this whole thing. Because it felt like they took forever to release the first trailer for Captain Marvel. And then fresh off the heels of the second Captain Marvel trailer, they dropped the first trailer for Avengers Endgame. And to find out that it comes out a month after the Captain Marvel, they trying to burn shit up, man. Yeah, no, they trying to run up, a, they trying to run that bag up, and they trying to set it up because I'm pretty sure they about to kill a lot of these motherfuckers off. They trying to oh, set yeah. up, they oh, trying yeah. to set, they trying to set up that next wave, man. They trying to establish some next stars. They like it's a lot man, of let's, let's get to this bag. Hey, man, it's 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 time to pay the team, and uh, let's just say they got enough championships in. They're yeah. not trying to pay his contract. <laughs> yes, sir. They're like, okay, we got we got Captain Marvel and T'Challa and all of them on the rookie deal, so we can keep we can keep this, we can keep it going with this team and the Captain Americas and, and and Iron Man and all y'all y'all looking for max contracts and all that. You know, we gonna we gonna move we gonna move on. So we we gonna build around the new team. <laughs> But yeah, let's move on. Last but not least, this is a story that interests probably just us because um, <laughs> we're fans. Um, I've thought about masturbating to this woman. I probably shouldn't say that because this is a serious topic, but I've thought about masturbating to this woman since Bring It On. Um, Eliza Dushku. Dushku. And that, that fact is probably kind of productive to the argument we're about. <laughs> Yeah, counterproductive as <laughs> shit. Very counterproductive. But we love you, Eliza. If you listening, don't sue us. Uh, Eliza, we sure got nine point five million dollars. Just secure the bag. Bag secure. Get them coins, queen. Get them fucking yeah. coins. Uh, she was fired or basically written off the show Bull from CBS. Yeah. Uh, and what she claims was retaliation. Because she was offended by some jokes that uh, Michael Weatherly made. Um, secured the bag, nine point five million. With that nine point five million, she won't have to damn sure work on that show. I've never even heard of the show. Um, what's your thoughts on this whole situation? I think uh, it's <laughs> hey, big ups to Deuce Crew, man. Wait, hey. shout out, dude. shout out, Deuce Crew, shout out, shout out. <laughs> Is in this climate, it's it's not a good look. <laughs> not a good look for CBS. I mean, Michael Weatherly, he can kind of get by with 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 little with with a little red on his ledger, but it's, it's not a good look for CBS. Yeah, so you so they just so basically CBS was like, man, in this climate, uh, we're we're definitely try to. I'm not gonna say we are. Well, what we try to be a little bit more sensitive about what we say and who we say it to. You think CBS just gave her the bag? Like we'd rather just pay out instead of looking bad publicly. I mean, cause I was about to say it's it's literally like a kind of like a lose lose, but it's like which one are you going to take a bigger hit on? Like, cause we could try to fight this thing, and you know, with the climate today. Like CBS, if they would have tried to fight it, CBS's name would have been dragged through the mud through the entirety of the whole thing. Oh, or yeah. you could you could pay out the money, which is this has got to be the shittiest uh, secret payment because we all know that she got paid five nine point five million millions. But at the end of the day, you can look guilty 
and save the slander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we definitely in it in an era where it's like believe women that you know especially the especially uh what they say on social media is like just believe women you know i truly believe the man made some jokes and it, i mean i mean two things could be true he could make jokes and she could have been a little bit too sensitive and they both could be true i, I mean he's issued an apology like he's not disputing the fact that he made the jokes he he issued an apology and all that, and he was like, he, his Not jokes sure. were tasteless and you know offensive, and he apologized. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 we just in a different climate. Yeah, point blank period. We gotta watch what we say. You could, I mean, look at what happened to Kevin Hart a week ago. His old tweets came up, and um, people use his old tweets to make him look like some type of homophobe, but. If anybody knows Kevin Hart, he's the most non-confrontational comedian like ever. Like, if you had to go, if you had to pull some tweets from '09, yeah, we was. You want to hear what I was saying in 2009? Because I definitely got <laughs> some more fucked up tweets than Kevin Hart, and it wasn't from 2009 either. I mean, we're all working on as far as the stuff we say about women, the stuff we say about gay people, the stuff we say about Mexicans and Muslims and Black people and white people. Yeah. Um, I just think we all were a little edgier. We all were saying crazy shit. Um, yeah. three three years ago, fuck, ten years ago, ten years ago, it was no holes barred. I just feel like, I just feel like us people, because it's not a man thing, it's not a white black thing, it's not a none of that. I just feel like us humans. We just said wild, edgy shit, and we didn't think nothing of it. We didn't know we were hurting people um, yeah. or saying anything wrong. And sometimes we were saying shit to hurt people. Yeah. We was, some, we was flat out letting everything fly, especially on social media. Social media was a, uh, it was a free-for-all. Like, the first fortnight was Twitter. It wasn't, <laughs> it was a battle royal every night. It was people yeah. letting everything flat. People were getting each other out the paint. I and mean, I, what was you about to say? One of the problem with the current situation, like with all the issues that are coming up now with people bringing up, like cashing in the receipts from all these old tweets and shit is back in those days. That's kind of how Twitter was advertised. It was yeah. like, yo, this is your thought piece. Like, this is your digital yeah. diary, essentially. Like, you come here, you tweet what just comes, just whatever possibly you had, you just put it out there. And, yeah. like, everybody's like, oh, this is so, so fun, this is so fun. And nobody really realized what Twitter would become in 2018. So yeah. all that shit. is your official statement. Yeah. Because when I first started Twitter, it was literally just, you just, you just said shit, you, you attacked people. Or you showed everybody your cat. Or you could show people your cat. If you know what I mean. <laughs> but now people look at your Twitter account in 2018 mm. as, well, in 2012, you made a statement that you hate gay people. What say you? Like, well, no. You were just tweeting some homophobic shit, just trying to be funny and edgy. Yeah. But now everything you tweet is looked at as an endorsement or you hate this or I think it's crazy. And I'm not just saying that because uh he made anti gay statements. Like I love gay people. Um yeah. I say I, I have the same sentiment when people 
do the same thing where people say anti-black stuff and we try to cancel we try to cancel somebody who was 13 years old and he said uh a rap lyric you know yeah. just retweeting rap lyrics saying nigga i don't say get him out of here just get him out of here he's racist no even if he said some racist shit when he was 12, people got on Twitter to say wild shit. Point blank period. People got on Twitter and just said wild shit. I, and, and, and canceling somebody who uh, tweeted some shit when he was 12, 13. Now, Kev was a grown-ass man. Yeah. Uh, Twitter was just a different, it was a different vehicle then. People just said wild shit. <laughs> people need to grow, I think people need to grow up, grow some balls, grow some ovaries, <laughs> or something and just realize that people used to say wild reckless shit on the internet um you probably all these people who's pretending to be outraged they might not got old tweets let's go through everybody's youtube comments history man yeah man let's go yeah that is yeah because everybody that let some go on the youtube comments that's actually one of my favorite pastimes is going through YouTube videos. <laughs> Go to the old comments. Oh yeah. What 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 was uh Seattle Sonics fan three three three? Who was that person? And what and, and why and why and why they say what they say? You know, like who are these people? Yeah. The same people who's on Twitter. Uh, uh, we gotta cancel this and that. Let's go through their YouTube comment history. They might not got old offensive tweets. What about their old YouTube comments? What about if they was on uh message boards or in private forums? Yeah. The stuff they probably said about people. That's why I don't sit up on those soul boxes. I got plenty fucked up tweets. And I'm gonna tweet plenty fucked up more tweets. Yeah, but I, but I know but I know who I am and I and I know as a person and what I'm doing in real life. Yeah. I know I'm I'm trying my best to, to, to respect women more, respect gay people more. I'm I'm starting I, I I was one of the most transphobic I will say I was one of the most transphobic people on this planet. I hated trans people for a long time. I mean, due to personal experience, but still I, I took some bad experiences and and labeled an entire group and that was wrong. And I got plenty of transphobic tweets and I won't delete them. Because I was wrong. I don't want to hide who I am. I was a yeah. fucked up individual. I was a fucked up wrong person. And if people want to not associate themselves with me because of how I used to feel, that's fine. I will own that. But um, people can grow, man. People can grow. People can evolve. That's, that's the best thing about life. People grow, evolve. I'll let you have the last word. Uh, anything you want to say to the people before we get up off here? Well, there's two things I want to say. First off, I want to wish a happy birthday to my big bro. Turned 32 today. Oh, shit. Love you. Yeah. Happy birthday, man. Happy, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Bryant. Love you, big bro. And, man, big up. Shout outs to Oprah, man. She, she or she, she's the real one in that, that video. <laughs> Hey, Oprah, oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> Tupac is the realest since Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. Shout out. We stand a queen. Oprah Winfrey. We stand a queen. Man. But that's she it, man. wanted so bad. She yeah. wanted so bad. 
to tell that lady her chicken was good, man, but she just Nah, it needs it needs some salt and pepper. <laughs> hey, real recognize hey, real recognize real, man. Oprah couldn't tell a lie. <laughs> Oprah couldn't lie to that lady. But that's it for the podcast, man. This is Don View Fridays. Uh as far as next week, holidays is coming up. So I might take the next couple of weeks off. Uh but I'll be back before the bowl game. That 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 I want to say. I will make a podcast before the bowl game. I don't know about a live stream after the bowl game because it's gonna be New Year's Eve and shit. <laughs> so, but that's it, man. Until then, God bless.